0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Today in Titletown Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram at AllDayPackers, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Braun, who you can follow on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers, and we are finally back. After a long summer, we are back recording podcasts for our fifth season doing this show Today in Town. Feels good being back on the mic. Braun, how are you?
1: It feels great, Griff, to be here with you. I mean, we are back. We are so back, just like the Packers are back, in an all-new way, a brand-new way, a brand-new season, a brand-new era. And this is a brand-new era of today in Titletown as well. So, a lot of new, a lot of exciting, a lot of unknown, but a lot of fun coming our way. 2023-2024, Green Bay Packers football. We're back.
0: At the very least, this team is going to be fun to watch, even if they don't win a lot of games. It's going to be fun to watch these young guys. This is the youngest roster in the NFL. It's going to be fun to watch these young guys continue to grow and be able to find the players who are going to be a part of this rebuild. And the Packers, it's hard to deny that the Packers are going through a rebuild right now. I'm sure GM Brian Gutekunst wouldn't call it a rebuild, but it certainly feels like a rebuild, given that this is the average age on this roster is like 24 years old. You know, I I don't know what to expect of this team, but I think the The weirdest thing for me as a fan of the Green Bay Packers is the fact that I have never entered a season not believing that this team would win the Super Bowl. And I've said that before, I've made that point before, but when you really think about it, when I really think about it, it still shocks me. I have never been a fan of a football team since I started watching football that hasn't had a Hall of Famer at quarterback that hasn't had Super Bowl aspirations. I've never had the belief that this team probably wouldn't contend for the Super Bowl. And that's where we are right now because no matter how much you love Jordan Love, look around this offense. There's not a lot of veterans. It would take a whole lot for this team to really contend this year. And no one really knows how many games this team is gonna win. Just because everyone is so young, no one knows anything about any of these players, especially on offense. And I am in such a unique position as a fan of a football team where I don't know what to expect from this roster.
1: Well, I guess that's the beauty in it, Griff. When you move on from the best of all time, when you make that decision, there's obviously going to be some unknowns and, and some things that are not clear. And that is scary, especially when, like you said, as fans, all we've seen is victory at least in the regular season, over the past several decades.
0: All we've seen and is elite football. Give or take say? a few years, a couple of years where Rodgers broke his collarbone, all we have seen out of the Green Bay Packers since we started watching football at very young ages is elite football, playoff elite. football, playoff just contention, championship yeah. contention.
1: That's the thing. Like It's just year after year we have guys who make such an impact and are big names, household names, guys that are as big as the league itself when you have Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And then now we're in a position where we really have nobody of that caliber uh, in terms of star level, guys that like everybody has their jersey. We really don't have that many guys like that. Jair Alexander is becoming one of those. I think he still needs to like continue playing like an elite corner. But, he, you know, him and, and who else really, like guys that are some of the superstars in the nfl not many but we have so many guys that could become that or are inching towards that that the rookies that we have that we have hoped to become something special and all the young players that we have that we need to contribute now and they're going to play right away there's an exciting factor in that that makes it such an intriguing season as compared to seasons past there's just so much unknown. And that brings a lot of hope as well. And as Packer fans, we're always hopeful. And on this show, like you've said, we always think we can win the Super Bowl. Now, it's leaning more towards we think that these guys can be the foundation for what can be something special. Now we just have to go out there and see it just a little bit. And we're going to talk about our expectations and if we have any or what they look like, or what would satisfy our hopes and, and what needs to get done on the field this year. We'll talk about that a little bit today, but just so much change. And when you're going through this kind of level of change in an organization from a player standpoint and not so much a management standpoint, that leaves only room for on the field change. And we're going to have to see what that looks like in a year with a lot of uncertainties
0: yeah we didn't get to make it to training camp this year like we did in 2022 unfortunately because i really wish we could have gotten on the field on the sidelines to see these guys they're so young you know you look around the position groups on this team and there's nothing but youth there's hardly any anybody there's so few people on this team who have proven the ability to play at even a pro bowl level you know like we don't know anything about so many of these guys and so on this podcast, what are we doing here today, Braun? We've got the first game of the regular season coming up this Sunday against the Chicago Bears in Chicago. That's exciting. What is there to preview about that game? <laughs> I don't know. We know nothing. to preview about this season? I don't know. We don't know nothing. And I don't know anything about this team, nor do I know anything about Jordan Love as a quarterback. So this is not going to be a hot take show, unfortunately. Is that this is just going to be me saying I don't know a million times because I don't know. Is that good content? Probably not, but it's the truth. I don't know what to expect, so I'm not going to make any bold proclamations about the future of this team. I know one thing in 2024 and 2025, if Jordan Love turns out to be a good enough quarterback, this team is probably going to be a lot better than they're going to be in 2023. Now, that is not to say that they're going to suck in 2023. Matter of fact, it could happen. uh, According to the sportsbook odds, it's likely even. Um, But this team is definitely set up right now to contend in future years. Not so much this year. Because... For example, Jaden Reed, that's a guy they drafted in the second round at wide receiver. He had a really strong preseason, but he's not a guy you expect to come in and contribute right away. Same thing with Lucas Van Ness. Lucas Van Ness is on a Rashawn Gary trajectory, meaning he's probably not going to see a whole lot of snaps. He's not going to be a starter in his rookie season. Same thing with Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed, he's a guy who excelled at contested catches in college less so separation and the guys who immediately translate year one in the NFL it's usually because you know Justin Jefferson Jamar Chase they're able to separate you know I don't think we're going to see anything spectacular from Jaden Reed in year one same thing with Lucas Van Ness same thing with a lot of these rookies but I do think they're going to be a lot better in the future than they are going to be this year
1: yeah I mean so the Vegas sports books no probably less than even we do so i don't really take that into much
0: account but like it's worth expectation... noting that the packers have the worst odds to win the nfc north according to the sports books well like i even said even the bears I, I are don't... have better odds than the packers
1: yeah i mean that's pretty sad when you think about it based on like just the outside perspective but again we don't know anything so if jordan love i, I thought i don't know about you grift grift <laughs> I just called you grift I don't know about you, Griff, but I think in terms of the preseason, I thought Jordan flashed just polished football to me, which was – I'm going to make a statement that sounds crazy, but it, you'll understand what I'm saying shortly. But I thought he looked like he's been sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for three years in the sense that he's throwing out of your mind? like Aaron. Thank you, Griff. He's throwing like Aaron. He lo- he moves in the pocket in the preseason. He's moving in the pocket like Aaron. I'm just seeing like, oh, that kind of looks like what Aaron used to do, right? Like, it looks like he sat behind Aaron Rodgers for three years and learned things. And that's encouraging. It doesn't mean he's going to throw like Aaron Rodgers in terms of like the accuracy or the ball placement or the decision making or the ability to keep the ball from getting intercepted. Although he didn't throw in an interception in the preseason, which was encouraging, right? These are all things that are positive, certainly. You can't yeah, certainly. take that away. So I'm, I'm looking at it like, we've got this young guy who sat behind Aaron Rodgers for three years. This is all positive stuff. Now, he looks like he learned something. And in the preseason, he's making accurate decisions. He's making the right decisions, not turning the ball over, ending with a scoring drive in each of those three games that he played. Those are, you can't ask for any more So again, look, Brett Hundley played well in the preseason Like those are all, that's true as well
0: Brett Hundley was consistently one of the best quarterbacks in the preseason every year
1: And then was not a top quarterback in the NFL in the regular season But I think (laughs) Jordan has shown that he can manage this offense And now he just has to protect the football In year one, this is all I want to see as a starter from him Number one, protect the football. Number two, just flash elite quality throws once or twice a game. Show me that Aaron Rodgers ability once or twice a game. Just, And I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers, not to compare him, right? But like to compare it to what we've seen from a quarterback play standpoint, elite throwing ability, decision-making, and the ability to, to not turn the ball over. Those are the things that I'm worried about. And that's all I need to see. I don't care if we win six games. I mean, obviously you want to win, right? But if we win six games this year and Jordan Love doesn't turn the ball over and makes good decisions and flashes elite throwing capabilities, then I will be excited about the future with a year of growth with all these young guys, the youngest team in six years, whatever. We get a growth year where they get on the field and do it at the highest level, right? All these young guys, these rookies that have never done it in the NFL. I don't mind this. And then Green Bay has a lot more money to spend. They've got, uh, you know, a whole situation where they've got budding stars potentially and hopefully with these young guys that they have growing, like I mentioned. That's That's an attractive thing to be a team where you have a quarterback on a young contract, an inexpensive contract, and then you have pieces around him that are growing and are getting better each year on inexpensive contracts, and then a lot of money to spend on potential free agents or make a trade, which we haven't known Green Bay to do so often. Obviously not being serious <laughs> there, but maybe they'll change their tune when it's not Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. <laughs> That's my make a
0: trade this year. Yeah. They have five wins at the trade deadline and they trade for... Uh...
1: Picture this. We're two and five heading into the deadline. And we make three deadline deals for the first time ever, for whatever reason.
0: <laughs> I, I wanted to title this podcast, Braun, I wanted to title it best and worst case scenarios for the 2023 Packers. And I think this team is going to be as good as Jordan Love is in 2023. Um, and the best case scenario for Jordan Love is just doing what he did so well in the preseason. He didn't have a perfect preseason um, he missed some throws. He, I, I, we didn't get to go to training camp. We didn't see the practices, but he certainly missed some throws in camp as well. But what did happen at camp and what did happen a few times in the preseason was the flashes of excellence. So the best case scenario for Jordan Love is to continue progressing, to flash more, make fewer mistakes, stop missing the layups, and just. Show the world that he is a first round quarterback and he is a potential long term starter for this team. Because as of right now, no one knows if he's going to be that. That is the best case scenario for this football team. Jordan Love being. Uh, do you think he has to be better or worse than Kirk Cousins? <laughs> I think if he's Kirk Cousins, I think this team is making the playoffs. I think this team is contending for a Super Bowl. Probably not winning a Super Bowl because Kirk Cousins, that type of quarterback, will. It's very hard for that team to win a Super Bowl, but I think if he can give a Kirk Cousins um, level of quarterback play, I think this team is going to content, and I think that's one of the best case scenarios for this squad. I don't think he's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's going to surprise everyone like Patrick Mahomes did in 2018, just because what he does well, what we've seen him do well, what he did well against the Chiefs, Overall, that was a really bad game for him, but he did show some positive signs in that game. And then, of course, everyone remembers the the Philly game last year, where he came in Week 12, threw a touchdown to Christian Watson. The sign, the the positive signs he's shown throughout the preseasons he's played, throughout training camp that we saw in 2022, throughout the two games that he's played in the regular season, the positive signs that I've seen from him is just being a great facilitator. I think that's going to be the quarterback that he, his his ceiling. The quarterback that I think he's going to develop into is going to be a great facilitator. (laughs) It's hard. Like I said, it's hard to win a Super Bowl with that type of quarterback. But if he's not making too much money, we're going to be able to surround him with a lot more talent than we were Aaron Rodgers, just because of how it looks in the books. And that can we can work with that. You know, we don't need a Hall of Fame quarterback to win games. I think we can work with Jordan Love being at the Kirk Cousins level, especially this year.
1: Well, we've never won in that fashion. I mean, we've never actually won a Super Bowl in that capacity. I, but it's an it's an it's an interesting thought, like to say the quarterback wasn't the driving force for a Green Bay Packers football team, and then they. Won no, a and Super I Bowl. think that
0: is backwards thinking in the year twenty twenty three in the NFL. It
1: is, but I mean, the thing about Jordan is that he's making it hard for people to say, like, I mean, the fact that he's just come in, when you when you talk about even like, like going back to last year in the Eagles game, or just this preseason, if he was bad, I feel like we'd know already, because he wouldn't be doing that in the preseason where he's throwing touchdowns. And like, that's a good looking, point. looking precise. Looking accurate and like he's, I was, it's impressive. Like, it's like, okay. Yeah, this a is bad quarterback a
0: wouldn't look that good in the preseason. A no. bad quarterback would have melted down in Philly last year. He didn't do that. No, they're right.
1: So, like, that's the kind of stuff that makes you go, okay, well, we know he's not going to be like terrible. Like, he's not going to flame he's out. He's not going to be or, Zach Wilson. Yeah, we're not benching him this year. Like, stuff like that. Like, these are the things that are like, okay, we're going to actually get a chance to do this here, And the growth and the process has been completely you know, it's exactly what you want, like to have this whole process come out to the way it is. And here we go three for him. This is remarkable because this is three years in the making. Now all work, 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 no results really other than now he's getting to this first point for him where it's okay. This is going to be our first point where we can look at and say, here's what matters truly. Now the standard is this. And if he comes out and plays poorly He's got to kind of continue to try to be better each and every game. But he can come out and like display that he is a good quarterback by just, A, like we said, taking care of the football. I'll say these three things over and over, but it's, it's those three things, right? Don't turn the ball over. If he doesn't throw a pick, that's a plenty good day for him already. If we somehow win the football game, it's going to be a nightmare for NFC North fans and Bears fans because it's just another— just another long period of Losses against the Packers, but I'm thinking let's just see that you can Take us to a position as the quarterback where you're not going to lose us the football game And I feel like we're almost at that point already just based on what we've seen like I talked about in these past games where he's displayed that he can manage the offense and even flash like I said he flashed like he can do some things that Aaron Rodgers can do and had done for Green Bay for several years. So I'm encouraged. Like, I actually am encouraged. Although, like you said, Griff, and like we all know, nothing matters until we get back in the thick of it and we're doing it at a real level. And then he's actually putting these results on the field and doing it in the regular season as the starter. And that starts this Sunday.
0: Yeah, I think you made a good point in that he's not a bad quarterback first time that
1: I ever made a good point
0: yeah one of your first good points he's not a bad quarterback the question is is he great is he going to be a starter for many years to come because I think one of the worst case scenarios for Jordan Love is to just be so painfully average and the one of the worst case scenarios for the packers as a whole is for this entire offense to just be so average and it's it's young that this is almost likely you know but everyone to just be so average that we can't even assess Jordan Love as a quarterback it it would be a lot like Justin Fields last year the bears had the number 1 overall pick worst l- record in the league but they still had faith in the bears still had faith in Justin Fields based on nothing except hope You know uh, assessment of potential because he did not have a good season throwing the ball at least but they still bought into him being their franchise quarterback who knows how that's going to work out we'll see on sunday i suppose but i think that is just that is so painful that's a painful position to be in as an nfl team when your quarterback is average you don't know anything about him and the rest of your roster isn't good enough to give you any clues you know, because it's like, well, he didn't make this throw, but also no one's open. Well, he took this sack, but also no one's open, and the O-line sucks. You know, like yeah, that is it leaves a lot of not ambiguity. a good position for us.
1: It leaves a yeah. lot of ambiguity. Like you're, it's an in-between thing. It's like when, when you're in a position where you're sitting there and you don't know exactly what you are, it's tough because then how do you move forward? If, if you knew Jordan was bad, you'd just cut ties somehow and then try to find the next thing. But when he's average, yeah, it's like
0: you'd almost rather him be really bad. You would rather know be like know. the twentieth best quarterback in the league.
1: Exactly, because then it's like you don't know what the right move to make is. Because you need to get better at that position, but there's a lot of teams that aren't better than what you have. It's just and that and that's uh, look at life like that. Like when you don't know exactly what the move is, it's difficult to make a decision, and that's just that's the way it is. And, and Green Bay might be in that position if Jordan doesn't come out and. Have a, a season like a patrick mahomes level season where he came in and played really well Like you want to know where you're at you want to know that as an organization you want to be confident In the players you have and the direction that you're going and if you don't have a direction or at least a clear one It just makes it hard to and that's every decision. It makes it difficult draft wise free agency who to spend money on and then when it comes down to it paying that player and that would be jordan love in this case obviously those decisions are just extremely difficult because you don't know how it will impact your football team.
0: Answer me this, Braun. Let's say the Packers end up winning twelve games this year, win the division, and they're the third seed in the NFC playoffs. What do you Sounds think? Good why do you think? Okay, let's pretend that's that's a fact. That's what's going to happen this year. That's the script. We read the script. Why do you think that is?
1: They must have hired me some <laughs> in some capacity. <laughs>
0: They must have put you at quarterback. <laughs> they must
1: have put me at quarterback and GM, kind of similar to what they did with Aaron <laughs> at one point. But uh, no, I would say probably right. Jordan Love had a Patrick Mahomes-level season, and, and I'm talking about not like an MVP year, but that first year where you come out and you play very efficient and you put the team in positions to win through his throwing ability and just like making his own points basically by doing things that other quarterbacks can't do or like you know just creating offense those are the things that I would say are important plus have to throw in there that the defense had some kind of revelation despite us having tons of talent every year and continuing Mm -hmm. to do the same thing with Joe Barry something maybe Joe Barry got fired week one and we hired somebody else (laughs) after
0: week one Yeah. yeah they gave him 40 points to Chicago fired Joe Barry (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and then we just won every other game. Well what what would you <laughs> think it would take to get that far, Griff? I mean to have twelve wins I with would the first I would agree starter. with you.
0: It would take Jordan Love assuming that the the rest of the skill position players play as well as expected, then it would take an elite season from Jordan Love. It would take him shocking the world, coming in year one as a starter, and just having an M V P all pro type of season. But I think that they can still win 12 games without Jordan Love being quite at that level. I think they can win 12 games with Jordan Love being in like the third or fourth tier even of quarterbacks if Christian Watson turns into an Offensive Player of the Year type receiver, which is certainly possible looking at the tail end of last year. And Romeo Dobbs continuing to progress as a technician type receiver, getting open, Getting better, Jaden Reed coming in year one and having a solid rookie season. Luke Musgrave's coming in year one and having a solid rookie season. It'll it just take a lot of these young though, guys. Griff.
1: I mean, like, there's a lot. Like, it's not. Just, I know like, it would take. It would take a lot of these play young guys. Well. It's really not like just our guys play like we expect them to play. It's like all these guys make these big jumps and like do things that we don't know that they're gonna do. That's what's. It's just hard to see that. Like, it's just hard to say. Like, okay. All these guys that haven't done it, including Jordan, like our leader, our quarterback, all these guys that haven't done it, doing it at a really high level, to the point where they're winning against other people in other organizations that have and are doing it, you know what I mean? Like that's just it's tough to see. I'm not gonna even comment on like where I think or maybe I should. I think I feel like six (laughs) or five wins is about where we're gonna be at this year. Oh wow. I don't, I'm not d- giving
0: a win total projection.
1: I just did. Come
0: from my head, I guess. <laughs> <You did. laughs>
1: Was that a mistake? I guess we'll see in the comment section. But all I know is that. Well, talk I just to DraftKings.
0: They think that's the likely outcome.
1: But DraftKings? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, I'm not looking at DraftKings, but uh, I, you know, we should call Brian Gudikouns the Draft King.
0: Oh yeah, he never misses.
1: Never. Anyway. Never. Just a passive-aggressive comment. Real quick there, but I will say, um, I just look at the way that we're constructed, and there's not much different from this current roster, other than we have a bunch of young guys, and our defense is about the same, if not worse. So.
0: Yeah, our defense is quite literally the same, right? Well, the what safety is, what are the changes did, on the defense? we lost
1: Amos, right? That's a big one. We lost
0: Amos, but he he had a bad year last year. Well, I mean, we have no. Still we have no good safety. We didn't <laughs> <add> <laughs> Except anybody, Rudy Ford, of course,
1: right? I mean, we haven't really added anybody, you know?
0: No. That's the one position that they've kind of ignored all off season. The defensive line is poised to be a lot better than it was last year. Dean Lowry's off the field. thank God, about three years late to that move. But now we've got a really solid D-line made up of Kenny Clark. T.J. Slayton had a really nice preseason. Lucas Van Ness, obviously, is a nice chess piece for Joe Barry to play with, although he, hasn't, he doesn't have a track record of being very creative with his pass rushes. <laughs> yeah. um, that was a, a passive-aggressive comment by me. You snuck that in there.
1: There will be a lot of those this year on today in yeah. passive-aggressive Title Town.
0: I think so. Devontae Wyatt coming into year two. I have to say, not that impressed with his preseason a lot of uh really i didn't uh, watch i didn't watch <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: didn't watch You're joking obviously no, we've watched together joking. yeah um uh but Devonte Wyatt, i was hoping he'd have a stronger preseason didn't see much from him not he's a lot of actually. Pressure. i love him so he's gonna be good yeah yeah he's gonna be great even though he's <laughs> had it coming off a of bad preseason i love him so i think he's gonna be really good that's what my thought um, is yeah so. Yeah, and then, of course, the always reliable Preston Smith on the edge and Rashawn Gary coming off an ACL tear. Are we this practicing? is his year. Rashawn is, this this is his year. Rashawn's this year is this year. year. Defensive player of the year type of season coming could up. Could be. Him. Like, literally, and this could see, be the now, year. Now, this is something we haven't even talked about in terms of what what is going to make the Packers win 12 games. It could be that the defense just is light years ahead of where they were last year because a year ago... Right before week one, the offseason, we were talking about this being the best defense that Aaron Rodgers has played with since 2010. You remember these conversations we had on this podcast. We were hyping up this defense. They just spent two first-round picks on the D-line and linebacker and Quay Walker. They just paid Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas. Jair's coming off an injury. Stokes going into year two. We thought this defense was going to be locked down. And they they weren't atrocious. They weren't anywhere near the 2016 Packers defense, which was atrocious. But they just, they were It was just more of the same of what we've seen from the Packers' defense. Despite all the talent that they had out there, they were just an average defense. And we we thought it shouldn't have been that way, so where did we cast the blame? Uh, The defensive coordinator, yeah, Joe Barry. He did a lot of things throughout the season that frustrated us. We thought for sure, go back to week 6, week 7, week 8, we were talking about Joe Barry being fired mid-season potentially. We thought for sure he was going to be out the door at the end of the season at the latest that he is not the they case. blamed it
1: on our quarterback, but that's another yeah. passive-aggressive comment for another. <laughs>
0: well, Rodgers Rogers was. Uh, I heard Rogers was telling Barry to play ten yards off, play his cornerbacks ten yards off. on yeah, uh, every play. So, so. so. yeah, I, Got to I trade hate him. Rogers. But wow, keep Joe Rogers
1: Harris sucks, dude. I hated in a, him.
0: in a year with so much turnover, so much roster turnover. This is a rebuild, brand new team, so young. Why are we keeping Joe Barry around?
1: Well, because Aaron Rodgers was the problem.
0: wow this is an all-time sarcasm I'll get over it
1: someday maybe not though (laughs) yeah
0: so Bron what do you think do you think Jordan Love is uh (laughs) going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers
1: Uh, I'm not even going to touch that buddy
0: (laughs) okay but this defense I mean if this team is going to win 12 games if they're going to make the playoffs if they're going to win the division I think the defense has to improve from last season because last okay. year we had Aaron Rodgers starting at quarterback, and we won eight games.
1: Exactly. So here's my fun question. What what unit will be better, offense or defense, in 2023 overall for you? If
0: I was to bet on that very question, I would bet on the defense. Just because there's so always much more Always bet on experience.
1: Joe Barry. That's the famous
0: saying. <laughs> yeah, we always do. <laughs> there's so much more experience on that side of the ball, though. Well, of course, right? Yeah, I
1: mean, but that there's also... This is a whole new offense. I mean, it's interesting. There's a lot of... This is
0: Matt LaFleur's playbook, dude. This, is the, this, this is, is the real
1: the offense now. This is the real LeFleur offense. This <laughs> is the real
0: LaFleur <laughs> offense. I mean, no, but,
1: like, there is some truth to, like, just the diff- Like the players are just so totally different, other than the offensive line, really. I mean, that that unit should be a little better, I think. Can't wait uh, to see Josh Myers do his thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, Myers, Runyon in the gang, Vesto Line in the game. Can we get uh, Royce out there and that's, Can we get uh,
1: Jake Hansen back, man? Why did we cut him?
0: <laughs> Why did we start in week one last year? <laughs> that's a, doesn't that tell you did a little start, something? I don't think he started, but he definitely played. Royce Newman started. That's a fact. He'll be
1: in. in week. I'm sure season. we'll throw him in there for a few snaps for some reason.
0: Yeah, he's got to get his feet wet. We're yeah. going to rely on him.
1: I'm pretty sure. I can't make that comment. I was going to say I'm pretty sure. <laughs> or something <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that can't say it oh but, man but uh, uh well hopefully yeah. he well, won't play that's the goal right we want these guys we've got a lot of young guys but the line quite strong david's back chugging beers on the left side hopefully. elton's he's, he's back i i think maybe not <laughs> elton's there elton's on the left still and that's a great thing left and, side and,
0: should be a brick wall
1: Right. And then you get to the center of the wall, and it's a little weaker. But uh, there's a crack yeah. in there, and his little name is Josh there. Myers. He's, yeah. His name is Josh Myers, but he's, he's, he's a guy. And then we've got uh, John Runyon yeah. on the right, and he yeah. plays football. Yeah. And then we've he got... He plays football. And then Zach Tom is a bright young star, potentially. He is. So, I like Zach Tom. Yeah, I like him because he plays well. So Yeah,
0: here's a fun fact that I never got to tell. Because we didn't record all summer, but I was flying out of Green Bay in March, or not March, May, flying out of Green Bay to Orlando. Guess who's on my flight? John Runyon! Zach Tom! Guess who's and, sitting right in front of me? Justin you said Hollins. nothing. I said nothing to any of them. But I did stare at them, very creepily. Well,
1: you certainly sent a And I FaceTimed you,
0: and I showed you the... <laughs> <laughs> I think I pointed the camera at them. I don't know what John Runyan thought of me, um, but well, you never not.
1: you never spoke to him. But you didn't even say like, "Hey, I I have a podcast. Why don't you come on?" He
0: has no idea who I am. Well, if this team's gonna win twelve games, I think one of the goals should be for Royce Newman to not play, avoid injuries on the. Opening if he never definitely. touches the
1: field this year, you know we had a good one.
0: I saw some crazy stat about more. More players from the twenty eighteen roster playing for the Bears right now than the Packers. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> Tunyon's uh, there. Who else? Is... EQ is there. Who else? EQ is there. Um, they've got.
1: Mm. Lucas Patrick is Lucas one.
0: Patrick? Uh, I think there's one more that I can't think of right now. Ha ha, Clinton Dix. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, That's good reporting by me, just stating a fact that I think I saw like two weeks ago and not knowing any of the uh, specifics about the stat. But what were we talking about here? We got so off course. The defense. I think we were talking
1: about the Packers, I think.
0: Yeah, the defense, I think, will uh, improve. I don't know. I don't trust Joe Barry. I think they should have fired him. Especially, like, this makes no sense. (laughs) I don't understand that at all. What are you worried about in firing Joe Barry? Clearly, he's not bringing anything to your defense.
1: Well, Griff, you don't want to, you don't want to disrupt the flow of this team. Like you don't want to, because this is this is, you, you don't want to start a whole new defense up because we have a chance to win this year. So you don't want to like yeah. disrupt that by getting a new defense. Oh no, wait. Yeah, you don't we have an entirely new roster, book. so <laughs> it makes no sense to have carryover on the defensive
0: side of the football. So Everything other than the play caller on the defensive side. Looks good to me. It looks great on all three levels, except safety. That's a pretty glaring hole. Safety's but Darnell, got some
1: issues, but Jonathan Owens was a good pickup, I think. He's going to be like that veteran presence. Had they a rough also... preseason. What?
0: Had a rough preseason. Well. But he's married to Simone Biles, so. That's all I really, that's my Glad point he's on right. the roster. Yeah. Darnell Savage, is this his last year in the NFL? Oh, that's a crazy comment, but he Um, is
1: going to start for us. They drafted Anthony Johnson, and they cut Tarverius Moore, all surprising things that we just stated.
0: Yeah, that was surprising.
1: (laughs) That was our big free agent signing, if we don't recall. (laughs) Yeah, that was our huge free agent signing. That was Devin Funchess-esque, that one. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, so I don't know. Safety sucks, kind of, but...
0: Yeah, safety sucks, but everywhere else, the cornerback position's great. Yes, corner is exciting. Corner is
1: just like a star studded. Th- that's our star I group. Think, that is like a great I group think of guys.
0: Quay Walker had such a good rookie season, not in terms of production. You know, he made a lot of mistakes, um, two that we all remember, but he made a lot of mistakes even during the football game. <laughs> but, yeah. I think it was a good year for him a good rookie season just because he showed so many signs of being one of the great linebackers in the NFL and there are so few great linebackers in the NFL it's such a hard position to play you know at PFF we grade linebackers so harshly and it's just the nature of the position at this point with all the RPOs and with all the read options they every offense is trying to make the linebacker wrong. They're trying to make the linebacker have a bad play. Every play every option play is dependent on a linebacker. They're gonna do whatever the opposite that the linebacker does. And it's such a hard position to play in 2023's NFL. That's but why Quay I, Walker, with, I think I
1: say it's the most important position on defense. People don't like you that. You are obsessed
0: but with linebackers, yeah. I
1: love that position because when the you ones find that a great it linebacker,
0: best, it changes everything, dude.
1: The ones who do it at the highest level know what everybody on the field has to do from a defensive standpoint on each play call. And they kind of are the eyes and ears of everybody and as well as the defensive coordinator. So when you have that pairing of a great defensive coordinator and a really good linebacker, we've got two guys that we love, right? Devondre Campbell is like a top notch linebacker in this league. And he turned into that when he came to green Bay. And I look forward to him kind of having a comeback season after a little bit of a down year, riddled with injuries and things like that. I think this year he's going to get back to that really, really great form. And then Quay Walker is going to come right along with him. And I think this is where we can improve on defenses that linebacker duo being elite, like consistently elite, not just like, you know, here and there, game to game. It might not be these two. I think if they both stay healthy, that duo is going to be really, really special for us. So I look at that and think. That's why maybe the rest of our defense will will branch into something a little stronger than it's been in the past couple of years. If you look at that and think that might happen, that's going to be the reason why I think having those two linebackers and what they'll do for the rest of the guys is going to be valuable, I think, and, and that could make us a, a better defense in 2023.
0: Especially when you pair that with the pass rush that we all think we're going to have, the lockdown corners that we have on the roster, the cornerback group as a whole, this defense could be very good, unless Joe Barry comes in and ruins everything. Which is not unlikely. Okay, Braun, now I ask you, imagine this team wins three games and they have the number one overall pick. <laughs> Why do you what do you think happened?
1: That would be a lot of things. I think you talking about injuries, number one, would be like it'd, it'd be like a couple guys of your top guys go down. There's excitement around Jordan, but he's got a lot to prove and everybody knows that and just like we all know how quickly these packers fans turn on people you know it would be ugly if he doesn't play well so there's pressure on him but there's pressure on the whole organization from top to bottom because we are title town and there's a standard here so that's all exciting to me as a fan but for him and the team there's a lot at stake and this has been all working towards it so i just can't wait for sunday It's going to be so much fun, Griff. The Chicago Bears, how great would it be to go out and beat them just when they think they've got a chance to to take it over again?
0: Oh, I know. Knowing how loud their fans have been all offseason. God, they do this to themselves every year, don't they? Every year they convince themselves that this is our year. This is the year we, this is the quarterback, Justin Fields. He's our guy. They've never had a 4,000-yard passer. They're in trouble. I, I just, I think we
1: can do it. I love this group of yeah. guys, though. I love the young guys we have. I feel like Luke Musgrave is a special athlete, right? Like the size and, and speed combination. There's just I, yeah.
0: Well, we didn't even talk about the fact that Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are both on the injury report with hamstring uh, injuries. They're I think they'll both play. Sunday. I just, I do think they'll both play. But I think they're both going to play. Even based if on nothing. <laughs> based on absolutely nothing. No information do we have. But I think we can just run the hunch- ball
1: against the Chicago Bears front, though. I do think we can run do the you? ball. Like, I don't know about you, Griff, but, like, the running game looked good in the preseason to me with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Like, even A.J., I feel like he knows he's got to have a better year. There was a definitely, and Matt LaFleur had a conversation, there was a conversation, for sure. And Matt LaFleur talked about how he has to be better, right? That, like, he had to play better. So, I'm excited about Aaron Jones coming in and, and then having A.J. Dillon have this little bit of a chip on his shoulder where he feels like he has to kind of play better than he did last year. Because we remember how good he looked at times in 2021 and just didn't have it like that last year. And Aaron Jones is one of the best in the world at what he does. So those are exciting to me. I think we can do something having them be the total focal point, the total, total focal point of the offense, because they're going to be able to focus on them. That's the game plan is going to surround them. And that's everything else will kind of take shape in the passing game off of what we do with those guys not only in the passing game, but obviously running the football too. So that's that's how I think yeah, we a can lot win of, I love
0: I love our running backs, obviously. I love Aaron Jones, think he's one of the best in the league. A.J. Dillon I like as a nice backup running back, but it's so much of the running game is dependent on the O-line, in which I don't have a lot of faith in the offensive line when it comes to the run game. I like them in pass protection mostly, but especially in the run game, guys like Josh Myers, guys like John Runyon, even Zach Tom is a really rough run blocker, or at least he was in his rookie season. That's what scares me about relying on the run game, because early early on last season, remember we were pulling out the pony personnel, uh, Rodgers wouldn't shut up about it, how exciting it was to have these two guys on the field, we wouldn't shut up about it, and just it was never efficient because... They couldn't block it up, and there was nothing to defend for the defense. That's different this year because Christian Watson is coming off of a season, a rookie season, where he showed he can, you know, score from anywhere on the field. So teams are going to play us differently than they did at the beginning of last year. But still, relying on the run game, that that has never excited me. It's not in my blood to get excited about the run game. And especially with this offensive line, I just, I, I don't love that.
1: No, I mean, we're not... It's it's not how you win Super Bowls. You don't win Super Bowls running the football. I, I I you have to be able to throw it. In the NFC, I just feel like you have to be able to throw it. So I feel like, we gotta uh, do it. We gotta do it. We gotta I've, do it. I've joked
0: level. before <laughs> This is at the end of the episode, so I don't care what I say here. But I've joked about like the people who have wanted to move on from Rodgers for two years now, three years now. I've I've joked before that they want their dream Packers football game is for AJ Dillon to get 20 carries and average 3.8 yards per carry and the Packers to win 20 score 21 points and win by 3 points every week like that is is that what they want from their football team that's not what i want this might that's look not like win 2019. Games
1: either. this might look like 2019 in the way that oh, we might what not win ugly well year that was that yeah. we and then we had Aaron that year. This might be ugly. Like ugly, ugly. Like we had Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> like he was still making pretty throws every
0: game. This could be yeah. ugly. And that like, was also twenty nineteen we won thirteen games because we were coming off twenty eighteen, where we won six games, missed the playoffs, and we had a really easy schedule. What we didn't mention today on today's show, best case scenario, why do the Packers win twelve games? Well they could do that because they have a really easy schedule. And they're in the NFC, which is I mean, look around.
1: Yeah, not, it's for the not taking, just like the, just like the north, just like the north. It's for the taking. So like we could easily come out, and then you can't really compare apples to apples. But Aaron Rodgers in his first year wins six games as the starting quarterback for the Packers. If Jordan Love wins ten or nine, noteworthy. Really.
0: That's that's coming off of two thousand seven NFC Championship appearance.
1: Right. So like the, I mean, it's so it's so uncomparable. But if Jordan Love and the Packers this year win eight games or nine games, that doesn't mean that Jordan Love is going to be better than Aaron Rodgers. And it doesn't mean that he was better than Aaron in his first year. It's so many variables to that, but there's just that that one of the reasons, like you said, the schedule's light, but at the same time, the NFC in general is available and we could do things. That's why it's exciting because it's for the taking and we've got something that nobody has seen yet. So the possibilities are endless, I guess is, and that's what kind of the beauty of it is.
0: Yep. And uh, I think we're going to wrap it up with that. My tagline for this episode is I don't know. That is my overall sentiment about this game this weekend, this team overall, this season. I don't know what to expect. But boy You're getting am I excited. controversial on us, dude. Come on. <laughs> I know. I know fence sitting is so controversial. People are going to come at me in the comments. But I don't know what to expect, but I'm excited to watch them progress every week. These young guys, these rookies—Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs—I'm so excited to watch them continue to grow into what we hope, what we almost expect, to be elite football from them at some point. And that's gonna do it for today's episode. I can't wait to have real football to talk about rather than just project what we think is gonna happen because I don't this enjoy doing so that. so exciting! I, can tell by I really my, am excited. My this friends did.
1: This is gonna be I know, exciting, Griff. Yeah. We're. <sighs> Yeah, if football's back. Watch at the, the very least. At the very yeah. least, football is back in Green Bay. I can't wait to yeah. watch.
0: We're gonna have things to talk about. We're gonna have things to complain about potentially. We'll see. We're back. We are back, so baby. Back. Yeah. Today in Titletown is back in full force. Yeah, turn on the notifications. Follow us on Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, follow us there. Turn on the notifications because we're gonna be uploading weekly. At the uh, at the least weekly, we'll see what, we'll see oh, what happens
1: here. We're gonna be going, baby. We're back, so yeah. get ready.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Enjoy the game on Sunday, and as always, go pack go.
1: Thank you for listening, everybody. We will see you after the Chicago Bears face the Green Bay Packers in the first <laughs> game of the lose. season.
0: You almost said lose.
1: I did not say lose. Wasn't
0: thinking lose. We're gonna win. Mm. Maybe. You're losing your heat. <laughs> We're going to win, maybe. You're losing your heat, dude. Last year, you would have said, I we'll talk to you when the Bears lose by 30 points.
1: Yeah, well, things are times are changing, just like my quarterback yeah. has changed. We're growing up. Thank you for listening, everybody. As always, go Pack Go.